Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, wherever you choose to consume our audio. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Also, you can help sponsor the podcast for as little as 99 cents per month. The link is in the description on with the show. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, mutt fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your Four-week emergency food kit, you'll save 25% if you at now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. 
The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrantz for Black and White Sports the other day. Shakari Richardson finished dead last. Last place after she made her brave and stunning and courageous comeback. After her marijuana suspension, they got her kicked out of the Tokyo Olympics. Well, we know that situation took on a life of its own. The woke leftist stepped out there and made it a political issue. Now, I gave her credit, frankly, for the fact that she stepped up, owned her baggage, and said, look, I did it. I, got it. I broke the rules. I got, it. I got it set out, yada, yada, yada. But then she went to make her triumphant comeback and finished dead last. Well, now we know over at ESPN and at FS1, you have your who's who of woke media pundits over there. And it seems now that it is frowned upon. It's out of bounds. It's not courageously brave and stunning to criticize people if they are a person of color. By the way, a term I absolutely hate. I think it's racist as hell. Okay? A, you cannot criticize a black woman according to ESPN pundits. Because Emmanuel Acho over on Speak for Yourself with Marcellus Wiley. I love Marcellus Wiley because he will keep it real. He don't give a damn. And he did get involved in this. Emmanuel Ocho stepped up and he criticized Shikari Richardson and her poor performance. Well, uh-uh. If you're at ESPN, you can't have that. You cannot be criticizing black women. What happened to doing actual, true, integrity-having journalism, regardless of what person, color, or race you're talking about, creed, otherwise? Not in this day and time. This is from our dudes at OutKick, Bobby Burak. ESPN and FS1 host go to war. Fight over coverage of black women after Emmanuel Ocho criticizes Shikari Richardson. There are a few topics over which the sports media pundits get outrageously emotional. I believe, Bobby, you're looking for the word triggered. Donald Trump, Tim Tebow, Colin Kaepernick, and of course, straight white guys. Now we can safely add Shikari Richardson to the list. Richardson, a black woman who lost her spot on the U.S. Olympic team after testing positive for marijuana back in June, lost again over the weekend. This time she finished in last place in the 100 meters event. In response, Emmanuel Ocho of FS1 tweeted, quote, you can't call for attention, then hang up. <laughs> That's pretty good, Emmanuel. That remark made Clinton Yates of ESPN triggered. And Yates then took to a personal shot at Ocho. You do it every day. Look at this, look at this tag. Reading Rainbow. Okay. Huh. Ocho responded. Elaine Thompson is black. Shelly Ann is black. I have sang their praises from the mountaintops. I will continue to, just because they're not your flavor of, quote, black doesn't mean they're not black. I'm not dissing black women. I'm checking unmerited arrogance. Thanks. Afraid to set out and miss their respective colleagues 
Marcellus Wiley of FS1, and Ryan Clark. Oh, God. Man, I used to love Ryan Clark before the woke days. Man, he's fallen off a cliff. Of ESPN, got involved. Doubling down on this hate for Sha'Carri, huh? Not sure what she did to you, but dang, I hope you bring her in for some of those uncomfortable-ass conversations you have. Those folks seem to get a ton more grace from you. Just seems odd you go at this young sister so often. (laughs) All right. This is crazy. This is crazy. Now, my boy Marcellus Wiley, who's not afraid to speak the truth, no matter who he's going to hurt, steps in with a public service announcement. When your people rather keep it race, (laughs) we're not talking about a 100-meter race either. When your people rather keep it race than keep it real, you will end up in last place. Shikari better learn fast that if she has friends like at real Ryan Clark 25, she won't need enemies. Hashtag no yes men, no enablers. Hashtag message. That's Wiley telling you you are positively not getting a pass from him just because you are black. You're open to criticism regardless of your color. And that is what having some kind of media integrity actually looks like. This clip is just dripping with wet snitching. Felony charges of messing with a, quote, brother's money and defaming his character to the, quote, man. Guilty of, quote, tearing us down. Hashtag hypocrite. Receipts of a race baiter. Volume 1. I'm on vacation, so I got time this week, Ryan. Oh, and he talks about a clip right here uh, talking about Dick LeBeau. Uh, we're not going into that. Oh, Ryan Clark fires back at Marcellus Wiley. You a real-life clown to simply my tweet. All right. Emmanuel Acho to one race and short-sighted. Much deeper context, but when I see... And then look, he's gonna he's gonna call he's gonna call people on the other side of the political aisle into this. People that like me that just want simple, honest truth out of media pundits. Here he goes. Much deeper context, but when I see the profile of those who truly support you, I realize you got what you want and who you want behind you. That ain't a love I dance for. Now Unless I'm going nuts, I'm pretty sure Ryan Clark just accused Marcellus Wiley, somebody who is not going to allow race to cloud his conversations when he's giving a sports opinion. I'm pretty sure Ryan Clark just accused Marcellus Wiley of shucking and jiving. I know I'm not dying here. I know I'm not lying. That ain't a love I'd dance for. Ryan Clark, you're kind of a despicable prick, aren't you? Yeah, you kind of seem like that. Clark and Wiley are grandstanding, trying to capitalize on social media clash that they didn't start. However, the larger issue is uncovered by the back and forth between Yates and Ocho runs deeper. Most media commentators like Yates do not tolerate criticism of black women. ESPN pundits and CNN hosts 
view even mild criticism of a black female individual as harsh criticism of all black women collectively. Well, of course, when you report based truly on the just just on the basis of skin color, that's all you're going to think. That's all you're going to say. Most disregard context to focus on the fact that a black woman is receiving some form of negative coverage. Criticizing a woman who happens to be black skin isn't allowed, so don't try it. Maria, Maria Taylor brought this case study to the forefront with her messy negotiations in ESPN this summer. Media members didn't see her as a toxic talent trying to extort money from her employers using race and leaks. Instead, they saw her as a black woman who was the victim because ESPN wouldn't pay her $8 million a year, which she was not worthy of. Sorry, Maria Taylor. And that ain't got nothing to do with your skin color. The fact is, nobody is tuning in to watch you specifically. Maybe Stephen A. Smith, although I don't tune in for him anymore, he's the only one that's got any real, actual cachet over there. Maybe some of them older folks like Mike Greenberg. Nothing else mattered but Taylor's skin color and gender. And from the media's perspective, Taylor's few distractors were evil, sexist, and racist. Oh, good Lord, we certainly heard it when we were covering it. Many also came to the defense of Simone Biles after she bowed out of team competition at the Olympics. As much as the blue-chip outlets say they are fighting for minorities, they hold people of color back by pressuring them to think alike. They have since targeted Ocho because he covers black athletes and white athletes in a similar manner. Deadspin has even published hit pieces on Ocho, a black man for the supposed crime of occasionally criticizing other black people. Who else do we see that with all the time? Jason Whitlock. My God, there's all kinds of places to throw hit pieces on Jason. There are a lot of gross, unwritten rules in the coverage of black athletes, notably that black pundits and black athletes should be on the same team, and if it violates this clause... They are a threat, as Clinton Yates helpfully reminded us. Good grief. So we got a full-on war over there. Well, (laughs) there was a lot to unpack there. However, we see it all the time. We see it all the time. Mainly, mainly from ESPN, okay? But FS1 has got, they've got their offenders as well. Shannon Sharp being a mad... Look, Shannon Sharp would be perfect for ESPN. Maybe he should go put in an application. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it's crazy to see this, that because you are the same color of an athlete as a media figure, you're supposed to automatically have the back of said athlete strictly based on color. No objectiveness needed whatsoever. Let's just go ahead and co-sign their behavior and whatever they're doing and have no objectiveness, no truthfulness at all. And that's the other thing. That's the problem with this is you begin getting lied to by the members of the media. The media is the real virus. We've seen that. I will say this. I got to look. I commend uh, Marcellus Wiley. For jumping in here and just calling it like it is, he just come right out and said, you race baiters, et cetera, et cetera. God, man, that dude always keeps it real. Tell me what you think. Nobody is above criticism. Nobody. Okay? 
Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrians for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson because it seems some NFL fans are pretty unhappy with the league right now. I got to be honest with you. I'm not too thrilled with them either. This seems sort of tacky to have done. It wouldn't have taken much to have just not done this, but they did it anyway. As we know, the NFL several years ago started a top 100 player countdown as chosen by the other players in the league. Now, I got to be real. Sometimes I wonder if these other players even watch football. (laughs) I'm like, really? You got him that high? Why? (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. At times, you're going to call into questions when you have situations like this. Should a guy even be on the list? And I think there's certainly a case for the idea that Deshaun Watson should have been left off this top 100 list by the NFL, considering he's currently being investigated for misconduct against 22 women, and the FBI is even involved. Now, that's about as far as I'm going to go into that, because the powers that be, YouTube, doesn't like us to talk about this case very much, it seems. You can't ever tell. We don't know what we can say and what we can't most of the time. Well, you guys know, we've done enough videos, you know that Deshaun Watson is under investigation right now. He wants out of Houston via a trade. Right now, I think any team would be out of their mind to trade for this guy. Well, the NFL included Deshaun Watson on their top 100 countdown. And they are getting some backlash for having done it. Now, personally speaking, I think Deshaun Watson is skirting by, skating by, and is receiving some kind, some kind of privilege from the NFL and Roger Goodell because it seems like the NFL doesn't want to talk to Deshaun. They're not even really invested. They're talking to the women, and my understanding is the accusers haven't been treated very well by the NFL investigators. That's interesting. They seem to be sort of protecting Deshaun Watson. Now, I've got to wonder, and I'm going to say it out loud, prior to George Floyd, would you guys have been protecting Deshaun Watson in the era of Me Too? Mm, I'm not so sure about that. I'm not. But you guys have went so woke, you're not making good decisions. Roger Goodell, you're not making good decisions. Ray Rice, Greg Hardy, ring a bell for you. Uh, So anyway, when I did my countdown, okay, of my quarterback list, it's available on podcast, I have uh, the prelude, I have tier 5, tier 4, and tier 3 loaded on the podcast. Well, my prelude discusses why Deshaun Watson is not on my list. Why? Because I don't expect him to play this year, and frankly... I think it looks bad if I had put him on my list. I'm not ranking this jerk. I'm not. Okay? I'm not. So, let's get to this story. And uh, we will 
Well, first of all, I'm wearing our stand-up 1776 patriotic t-shirt. Grab it out of the merch store. You can use promo code through the end of today. We're going to extend it one extra day through Monday today. Use promo code USA first, all one word, to get 25% off this shirt or any other shirt in the merch store. And let's get to this story. Deshaun Watson video NFL ranking raises eyebrows among fans. Deshaun Watson has led the NFL with 4,823 passing yards and 33 touchdowns to his total in 2020. The best year of his career with the Houston Texans. What was their win-loss record like? Because of those numbers, Watson was picked to be the number 18 player in football. The NFL Network made the revelation and highlighted his stats in a video, but fans noted how cringy the clip was as he faces nearly two dozen, and I'm going to clean this up, two dozen complaints and is being investigated by authorities. This person says right here, nobody knows when Deshaun Watson will take the field. This is, this is a strange, strange, dark, creepy clip that the NFL released in, the, in, in, in regards to Deshaun Watson. I'm going to play that clip. Go for it. Nobody knows when Deshaun Watson will take the field again. His future is uncertain. But his talent is unquestioned. The video was just over a minute long, and there were no players, no scouts, no executives talking about his prowess on the field, which is what they do with every single player in the countdown. The NFL fans had questions about the video and having him on the list of the top 100 players right now, despite the controversy surrounding him. Deshaun Watson's NFL Top 100 clip is so gloomy and so awkward. Video lasts about 1 minute and 20 seconds. They had no players talk about him. They started off with, nobody knows when Deshaun Watson will take the field again. His future is uncertain. By the way, they refuse to talk about what it's about. Why isn't he going to be about? This person said, hey man, was this really necessary? If the basis of the video is he's so good, but you don't know when he'll play again, and you don't mention the actual uncertainty that's hovering over his career, maybe just don't do the video at all. How much would it hurt to put player number 101 at 100 and keep Watson off? You have, this guy says, you could have easily just let him, left him off entirely. This is by far one of the stranger player segments I've seen out of the NFL. This goes on to say, 22 women have accused Watson of misconduct. I'm not reading any specifics there. And the quarterback and his lawyers have denied all allegations. Houston police are investigating some of the allegations, but no charges have been filed. The NFL launched its probe. This is weird that the NFL decided to approach this like this. Number one, I don't know what Roger Goodell's doing. I don't. He's dragging his feet regarding this. I still don't know why. But why not leave him off the list? Just like I left him off my list. He wasn't making 
my top 32 projected starting quarterback rankings. Why? Because I don't think he sees the field this year. I don't. He wouldn't have made it. And I understand this is for his play last year. I get that. But under the current circumstances, if you're going to go out of your way to say his future is uncertain, you're literally not going to mention what's going on? I mean, at least I came out and said misconduct with 22 uh, females. The NFL actually brings up his future is uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if he's taking the field this year. (laughs) But you don't. If you're not going to talk about what is going on with Deshaun, don't put him in the list. And you know what, NFL? There's a a certain thing as optics. This looked bad. This looked bad. Leave him off the list. Just leave him off the list and nobody thinks twice about it. Wow, you celebrated this what looks to be a creep, if you ask me. I don't know. I think it looks terrible. They are getting some backlash on this. I think it's rightful look, it's rightfully earned. And for full disclosure, I was a Deshaun Watson fan. I think he's a good quarterback. And had he had I put him in my rank, I can tell you right now, he would have been a top ten quarterback on my rankings list. But he wasn't going on my list. No, not right now he wasn't. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Sports fans, happy Monday. Let's start. Monday off on a good note and talk about the Marxist NBA of China and the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James and this old roster. Now, we made several videos on this already. LeBron James has engineered a bunch of moves to make the Lakers the oldest team in the NBA. And there's a lot of criticism of the moves that the Lakers made. Now, on paper, they have a lot of big names. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, uh, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, Dwight Howard. Man, if this was 10, 12 years ago, this roster would be all time great. But however, this is 2021 and this roster is ancient. I mean, very ancient. Dwight Howard passes prime. Uh, LeBron James is about to be 37. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. Russell Westbrook, uh, 32. And uh, Carmelo Anthony is age 37, man. This is a super old roster here. Now, LeBron James was blasting the credits of uh, these moves that he engineered, by the way, saying, y'all, y'all, y'all talking about our ages and all that stuff. Keep that same energy when all this begins. Okay. well, I predict that the Lakers will be injured. Let's just face it. This is an old, old roster. And now, guys, you actually have a former teammate of LeBron James, basically echoing all the points that we have made and other people in the media. And I'm pretty sure that LeBron James will be will not be happy with his former teammate Channing Frye coming out and blasting the, the Lakers. So let's let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys. 
Channing Fry blasts old ass Lakers, says there's not enough balls to go around. Haven't we said that, too? I mean, when you have a Russell Westbrook on the same team with LeBron, who's going to need the ball, Anthony Davis, who's going to need the ball, Carmelo, I don't see how they can actually make this work, you know, unless they have like 15,000 basketballs here. But uh, he gave some pretty um, brutal and honest words about this uh, Lakers uh, roster here. And he was actually um, on a podcast and uh, Kendrick Perkins was basically saying that, oh, the Lakers are the team to beat to him. Not to me, but uh, Kendrick Perkins has some pretty bad takes. That's probably why he's on uh, ESPN, by the way. But this is what Channing Fry had to say. He said, quote, I love Bron, LeBron James, said Fry. I love A.D. I love Melo. I like Russell Westbrook. Funny how he said he he uh, loves A.D. and he loves LeBron, but he likes Melo. He likes Russell Westbrook. But he goes on. He says it is 2021. There's not enough balls to go around. Fry continued um, offering concerns he has about the Lakers. Quote, this old ass team has to make it 82 games to the playoffs, Fry said. And he's talking about the health of these players. Now, we we already know that Anthony Davis can never stay healthy. LeBron James, he's been injury prone to the past three seasons. Now, LeBron and the Lakers won that bubble championship. But even going into that bubble, the Lakers were actually pretty injured. So if they didn't have the, that break, that four month break because of the virus, would the Lakers have actually won the championship if there was no bubble? I'm not too sure about that, but Channing Fry, he's he's right on point. This team has to make it 82 games, and I don't know how they're actually going to do it, guys, because check this out. Oh, over here, it says the Lakers use free agency to become the oldest team. However, it's a little bit more than just actually becoming the oldest team here. OK, now this actually says that. Um, it says um, as it stands right now. The Lakers signed roster has an average age of 32.4 years old after signing Carmelo Anthony and Malik Monks, making it not only the oldest in the league, but one of the oldest of all time. Now, wow. I still don't know how they're going to win the championship with a roster that is this old. I mean, this roster is almost 33 years old. And we're talking about all the big names on this team. All the big names. I mean, if you took out Anthony Davis age, who's still injury prone, he's uh, 28. That would actually bump this up a little bit more, probably closer to 33. So Channing Fry is right on the money when he pretty much has no confidence in um, this team actually winning the championship. It goes on. It says that move could actually that that move could move slightly down more. Should restrict the free agent on Talon Horton Tucker resign with the team. They still would they still would have an average of thirty one point four older than the twenty fifteen sixteen Spurs who had Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Andre Miller all born in the nineteen seventies. Now, of course, the Lakers don't have anybody born in the nineteen seventies, but they are still super duper old. I wonder how LeBron James actually feels about a player, a former player 
that he actually won a championship with in 2016 when the Cleveland Cavaliers actually won the title, came back from 3-1 down, and beat the Golden State Warriors. He has called it for what it is. He sounds just like we, us over here, where we've been saying this team is old, not enough balls to go around. I never believe that you can actually win a championship with a Russell Westbrook or Car- Carmelo Anthony. I'm sticking by my guns. I'm not even sure if this team is going to come out of the West. But if you look on paper, they have the names, they have the talent, but the chemistry, the age, I just don't see how this is going to play out. And I completely agree with Channing Fry. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now all right black and white live fans we're going to talk about cam newton and the new england patriots man something big dropped today about cam newton and it really did expose his vaccination status not directly but if you know the protocols you'll know the vaccination status of one Cam Newton. Now, Cam Newton has been put into NFL COVID protocols due to a quote unquote misunderstanding about COVID-19 testing. Now, this is interesting right here, guys. Let's jump into this. You'll see here Cam Newton out until Thursday due to misunderstanding, misunderstanding about COVID-19 testing. The New England Patriots announced Monday that quarterback Cam Newton will be out until Thursday due to the misunderstanding about COVID-19 testing protocols. Newton went to a team approved doctor's appointment over the weekend that required him to travel outside of New England. And even though he tested negative every day, a misunderstanding possibly surrounding approved testing sites or methods caused him to violate the NFL, NFL PA protocols. So something to do with an approved testing site. Now, here's the thing, folks. Just based off this right here, his vaccination status has been put out there because we learned that only vaccinated players could actually leave the area of their NFL teams. Now, unvaccinated players, that is a no-no, according to the NFL and NFLPA. Now, it says here, this is a statement here from the Patriots here. On Saturday, Cam Newton traveled to a club-approved medical appointment that required him to leave the New England area. He received daily COVID tests, which were all negative. Due to a misunderstanding about tests conducted away from NFL facilities, And as required by the NFL, NFL PA protocols, Cam will be subject to a five day entry cadence process before returning to the facility. Cam will continue participating virtually in team activities and return to the club facility on Thursday, August 26th. So 
pretty much he is in isolation from the team because they're treating him basically like a positive test, even though it said here the man tested negative every single day. Now, this is completely ridiculous that the NFL has these type of protocols here, especially something like this, because it has now exposed Cam Newton as not being vaccinated. Now, remember, Cam actually did test positive for the virus last season, and he actually missed some games, I believe, like um, like two games or something like that. I don't remember exactly off, off the top of my head here, but check this out. This is from Pro Football Talk here. It's, it says one selling point to get players vaccinated is that players who aren't vaccinated cannot leave town due to the daily testing requirement. It's definitely an issue that shouldn't have been glossed over. Now, that's coming from um, uh, Mike Florio, of course, here. Um, Ian Rappaport says this quarterback Cam Newton isn't at practice because of what the team called a misunderstanding about tests conducted away from this facility. Only unvaccinated players are subject to daily testing. And this indicates he fell out of the testing cadence. And that's the statement from the Patriots here. Now, Albert Breer says this. This also appears to be confirmation that Patriots quarterback Cam Newton is unvaccinated Travel is only only restricted for players who are unvaccinated. So if Cam Newton actually got the jab, folks, this would be a non-story. He would have been able to go uh, wherever he wants to as he please. But it's a clear indicator here that Cam did not get the jab. Now, does Cam still have antibodies? Probably so. I don't know that for sure. I mean, he did test positive for for the virus. And he pretty much had little to no um, complications complications from it, um, as far as we know. But I don't like how Cam Newton is basically his vaccination status has pretty much been put out there. I don't think that Cam has even addressed whether he got the jab or not. And now we know Cam did not get the jab. I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. And also the man tested negative every single day. But yet the NFL is still going to require him to be isolated away from the team until Thursday, even though he tested positive every single day. This is completely ridiculous. The man is supposed to be the starting quarterback for the Patriots. He's going to start the season. I said that I've been clear about that, even though I believe that Matt, Matt Jones is actually going to end up with the starting job going forward, probably after week four. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of Cam Newton's vaccination status just being put out there uh, for everybody to know? I mean, I don't want anybody to know my vaccination status. I don't care about your vaccination status. But the NFL, man, they really have botched this one here now because now we know Cam Newton for sure hasn't gotten the jab and he hasn't actually come out and said it himself. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and White Live fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube.
the no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans, we're going to be talking about the Minnesota Vikings. We know that their quarterback, Kirk Cousins, has refused to get the jab. He, did, he wants nothing to do with the vaccine, it seems. He says he's going to do his own research. But apparently that is not good enough for the Vikings. And now they're they're making desperate moves now to get more of their players vaccinated, folks, because as of right now, as a few weeks ago, I should say they had the lowest vaccination rate in the NFL. Now, the NFL was averaging somewhere around 90 percent of players. This is as a as of a few weeks ago. But the Minnesota Vikings were lagging somewhere around 65 percent of their players were fully vaccinated. Dead last in the NFL. Now, the head coach has come out and he's been pretty vocal. Hey, you guys get the jab, get the jab. And it does not seem to be working. So now the Minnesota Vikings have made a desperate move to get players the jab or at least convinced him to get the jab. It says here on Pro Football Talk by Mike Florio, Vikings will have epidemiologists speak to team about vaccines. Now, do I actually think this is going to work? No, I do not. At this point, if a player has not gotten a jab, considering that uh, week one of the NFL is coming up pretty fast here, you're not going to convince these players. I believe there is nothing anybody can say to Kirk Cousins to convince him to get the jab at this point. But let's move on here. Let's read what this is. As evidenced by the number of players wearing masks on the sidelines during Saturday night's preseason loss to the Colts, the Vikings still have plenty of players who have not gotten vaccinated. The Vikings will make another run at changing minds on Monday. Via NFL media, epidemiologist and infectious disease expert Michael Osterholm will speak to the team on Monday. They are so desperate now. They got to bring in an outside guy that none of these players know to convince them to get the jab. The issue of vaccination hesitation among Vikings players has gotten quiet in recent days. Peter King described the situation in Monday's Monday's uh, football morning in America as a comatose issue. Today's session would wake it up again. Quote, I went pretty hard there for a while with our quarterback, Kirk Cousins, and a bunch of other guys, good players who are not vaccinated, Coach Mike Zimmer said per King. I've said my piece. They've got their heels dug in. I think it would have showed them what could happen when we have one quarterback for practice and we had to bring in two guys off the street. But they're not going to change. I just said the heck with it. I'm done talking about it. And you know what? At that point, man, if they don't want to get it, they don't want to get it. They're just going to follow the protocols. And apparently the players that don't want the jab. They're just following the protocols. Now, we said it before many times. It should be up to you what you want to put in your body. It should be up to you. Now, as of today, the Pfizer vaccine has FDA approval. It's the first one out of all of the quote unquote vaccines to be approved. But however, Kirk Cousins still doesn't want it. A lot of other players, they still don't want it. So what can you do? Just let them Follow the protocols. Let them make their own decision at this point. You know, Mike Zimmer, you know, going after Kirk Cousins and all these other players is not going to help. 
Now you're going to bring in an outside person that probably none of these players know anything about. They just know he's some type of an infectious disease expert. And that's pretty much it. But we do know, guys, that these world-class athletes, they have almost little to nothing to really worry about when it comes to the virus because they're in great shape, they usually eat well, and they're pretty young. So I'm just telling the truth about that. And the virus mostly affects people that are, what, overweight, compromised uh, health conditions, uh, overweight, older, for the most part. Okay? But uh, it goes on here. It says, that's what makes the decision to bring in an expert to talk about the situation so surprising. Cousins won't be changing his mind. Others likely won't be changing their minds, even though not being vaccinated means one daily testing and two a minimum absence of, of 10 days if a player tests positive. So even Mike Florio here is saying that no matter what, no matter what's said, Kirk Cousins and all the other players that don't want to get the jab, they not they're not going to change their minds. He's right about that. Cornerback uh, Patrick Peterson has tried to get his new teammates to realize the obvious link between vaccination and, and availability to no avail, which means that the Vikings will be at constant risk of losing one or more key players before a game that potentially becomes a loss without without them. And it's one loss and that can tip the scales from a playoff berth. Now, none of us believe that any NFL NFL games are going to be lost. There's too much money at stake because one thing, if a game is canceled, guess what? The fans lose out on their money. The NFL, I believe, is not going to let that happen. I just don't see that happening whatsoever. But it goes on. It says another argument for that Zimmer, Peterson, and others can now make is this. FDA approval officially has arrived for the Pfizer vaccine. I just talked about that. Of course, those who have hidden behind the lack of FDA approval undoubtedly will pivot to another talking point or possibly just claim without a shed of proof that the FDA approval process was in some way rigged. Now, that's Mike Florio. We know he's a Corona bro out there. He's just pushing his uh, his argument on that. That's not my opinion, but that's just what he's saying. But finally, it says, uh, finally, any unvaccinated player on the Vikings or other teams need to realize that after the next preseason game, a mini buy is coming. Vaccinated players can leave town. Unvaccinated players can. I didn't even know that. Really? Is that true? I guess it is. Uh, between Dr. Osterholm's comment and the FDA approval and the ability to enjoy the bye week that replaces what was the fourth regular season game, maybe a few guys will finally realize that it's time to do the right thing for themselves, teams, and society, no matter how many have that efforty it won't be enough. Now, I don't believe that this is going to change the minds of any of these players. I really don't. Uh, Mike Florio, bit time Corona bro. Even he has admitted that bringing in this epidemiologist won't really do much of anything. I've said it before, man, at this point, if those guys want to get the jab, they're going to get it. If you want to get it, that's fine. If you don't want to get it, that's fine too. You do what's best for you. You check with your healthcare provider to do what's best for you. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans, the Minnesota Vikings seem to be running out of options to get players fully jabbed up 
before the first regular season game. Now, I did not know that unvaccinated players couldn't leave town for this first quote unquote bye week after um, the week three preseason game. I did not know that. I don't know how the Players Association actually agree with that, but oh, well, I guess it is what it is. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.